Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 18th of August, 2016. And this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Unfortunately, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing isn't with us. Dave is traveling, of course, to Whistler, where he's going to be uh, watching Saturday's final Tragically Hip show. Now, we got some great guests uh, filling in for Dave. We have uh, Christine Chackager from Site Without Walls, independent. Uh, Consult, SEO consultant extraordinaire Tom Craver, and later on in the show we're going to be joined by iPoll Ranks Kevin Dury. Uh, before we jump into the into the show, American friends from uh, Canada, don't write us, don't call us, don't even think about us this weekend. We're not home. Uh, <laughs> I. If you have, you know, if y'all been watching your Canadian friends on Facebook, you know that Canada's house band, the Tragically Hip, is playing their very final, last ever show Saturday night. Um, I'm not sure if there's an American cultural experience that uh, is close to what this is going to be like for the for the for the nation of Canada. Um, Woodstock might be close. Uh, this is again the one. Saturday and Sunday, your Canadian friends are going to be tear-eyed. You're going to see uh, more tributes than you could ever imagine to this man named Gord Downey. I urge you, if you want to read some great poetry, read the tributes. But on behalf of Canada, we're checking out this weekend. Our our national obsession band is calling is calling it quits. Okay, that said, it's been an extremely busy week. Um, I thought we were going to be leading with the NSA hacks, but unfortunately, we have to lead with uh, sad news in the SEO world. I'm, I'm really glad that Tommy Piscina along talked about this, because the search marketing world was stunned late yesterday with the announcement boss is laying off 28% of its staff in a move to, well, become profitable. Moz CEO Sarah Bird made an emotional blog post yesterday titled Moz is Doubling Down on Search, outlining a renewed focus on core search-related products in the Moz toolbox, such as rank tracking, keyword research, local search listings, duplicate management, on-page items, web crawl, and link analysis. Left unmentioned in her post was the community Moz had created and sustained for several years. In fact, all layoffs that happened in all the layoffs happened in the community divisions of Moz, including including the extraordinary Jennifer Sable Lopez, who Moz uh, let go yesterday. A couple places in particular um, where where there's ups and downs and ebbs and flows while you're trying to put out a product. Um, I've watched layoffs come and go in, in sometimes in, in mass amounts, too. I think the Moz amount was, was it 28% of their, their staff yeah. it was. Yeah, um, I've I've watched that. I've been a part of that in, a, in organizations. You know, as you grow a company from your own, and it's your baby. You know, it is your thing, and you you want to see it grow, and you have aspirations for it, and ideals of what benchmarks that baby will hit for you. 
And sometimes that just doesn't happen, and then reality sits in, and you've got to do something. And no one ever wants to lay off. But at the same no. time, sometimes that's the only way. That's, that's the biggest drain on, on cash flow almost all the time. Not that it's a drain. Your employees are an investment. But you know, if you, if you can't sustain that, then that's the first thing to go, unfortunately. And I've yeah. seen it. It's never good. But it's, it's certainly the mature thing to do. It's still the sad thing to do. Uh, Christine, uh, they laid off the entire community division, and that was dealing with uh, products around social media, social media measurement. Do you think this says anything about um, you know the, the analytics in the social media world or the effectiveness of social media in par- as part of the marketing mix? No, I really don't. Um, I met, and, and I won't give numbers, but I actually met one of their investors at a finders, funders kind of thing, mm-hmm. founders, funders event. And when he told me how much that they had invested in Moss, I kind of was concerned for their future because I know what they expect back on their investment. Oh, yeah. This would have been in the hundreds of millions if that's accurate. So that's a huge investment for a tools company. Like, to expect to pay that back plus be profitable. Um, my, my guess is, and this is just a guess, it's not based on anything, that this was investor-pushed. And the first thing an investor would get rid of would be the things that don't seem tangible, like community. Um, well, but remember, community at Moz was also what changed Moz. They became a community, not just a tool set, and that has been a big driver of their product use. So this well, is very detrimental for them. Well, indeed, and I, I, I wanted to get to that, because when, when we're looking at the community division of Moz, the first thing I think of is, is the uh, products they develop for social media. But as you said, Christine, the, uh, one of the, 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 the big goals, the big jobs of that group was to build what has become um, a uh, group of webmasters that's you know, arguably as influential as Webmaster World itself. Uh, Tom, do you think it's really going really gonna to hurt Moz? Do you think they're, they're going to lose that entire community? You know, it's it's hard to say. I my initial gut reaction is is no. It's going to sting for a while. People are going to be shocked and awed, especially in our SEO community. But uh, really and truly, I think the biggest thing that we're going to see is, you know, they're going to go back to focusing, like they said, on on their SEO stuff. People know Moz for for all their you know crawling tools and all their linking tools and and Moz ranking numbers and whatnot. I, there's enough social media stuff out there for measuring social media and I don't think that was probably their most profitable division. The community sadly is is going to be missed. Um, there was some comments actually about people comparing that to uh, I forgot what the other company was but you know here's an ebook go download it and, and buy it and there's your your help and support and so they'll miss that part of it but uh, you know again it's an investor move completely it's a business be sensible kind of move and and really it's more along the lines of you know like like unfortunately like rand said it's it's getting the cash flow positive and not relying on the money that was injected into them because it will run out especially if the return isn't there well you remember oh christine sorry i was just gonna say i I differ with tom a little bit on this in that while moss has been concentrating on other things um there are a lot of tools in the space now that do more than Moz, and frankly, a lot of them do it better than Moz. So if you lose that community that's so devoted to Moz, I think you could suffer a real downturn. That's just my my personal opinion. 
But do you guys? It can be do you guys remember? Um, remember when Blue Glass went down? That, that that's just spectacular. That it was also out of left field. Suddenly, that was my there. first thought when I read this yesterday. Yeah, I was. That's that's a different thing. I was with different people from that group around the world at that time. Well, so, and you what I wanted to get at, though, isn't that that blue glass went down, but that the community came together and, you know, tried to create safety nets for oh, uh, yeah. for all of the people who were affected, the employees who were affected by that. And I see the same sort of thing happening now. Um, if uh, there's any Mazas out there uh, listening right now, um, go check out uh, Jen's, Jen Sable Lopez's Facebook page. There are job offers plenty for... Um, and, and job prospects aplenty for, for Mazers. And, uh, you know, if anybody out there knows of, uh, you know, anyone who needs, like, well-trained digital marketers, um, I'm pretty sure there's a Facebook group called the Moz Alumni who wants to hear from you, like, now. And just to add, that's one of the one things I do really like about what we do for a living one of the few groups of people that aren't officially organized that really step up to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these, you know, these are our brothers and sisters, right? Uh, many of them who, the weird thing is like Tom, Christine, like we, we, we've all been in the industry for years. We've been around the block. We knew, we know all of the original players and a lot of the people at, uh, at Moz, they're, uh, they're new to the industry. Eh? They're, they're, they're younger. They're, 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 um, they've been employed for three years or less in the industry. They haven't made all those connections and, and, and the networks that, you know, people who've been around for a longer time have. And they're the ones especially that people out there in Radioland, watch out for them. Watch out for them. Give them a, give them a leg up. Every time, uh, every time the community has gone to try to help itself, help the community, it's always paid off for all of us. Yeah. In spades. And it doesn't matter if it was Blue Glass, if it's Moz, if it was, oh... Uh, any any number of tragedies that have struck individuals in this industry. This that's the cool thing about this industry is everybody comes together, and I think you, you, I can't say it any better than what you said, Jimmy. Everybody benefits when we when we help each other out like that. So much so. Okay, speaking of helping, we 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 got to jump. We only have so much time in the air. Um, so again, to the Moz community, uh, deep deepest thoughts and condolences and. Deepest love, thank you all for all your contributions. Like, it's been, it's, there's no words for the, for the sheer enormity of contribution the Moz community has made to, uh, to SEO. Moving along, speaking of helping webmasters out, don't you just hate it when you've, uh, got these amazing plugins that do the work for you on your WordPress site, and they leave you open to incredible vulnerabilities, much <laughs> like, oh, the, uh, S- like, much like the, uh, uh, security, security, or Ninja Forms. That's not their fault. They, uh, they put out, security put out a notice today, or yesterday, sorry, um, noting they had found an SQL injection vulnerability in Ninja Forms. If you're using Ninja Forms, um, update immediately. Yeah, <laughs> um, now. Immediately. yeah Tom, you're the one who found this. What do you th- What do you think? Well, you know, it's 
Uh, I love WordPress. I think we all can get behind WordPress as a platform, but you know, it's it's still that get what you pay for kind of thing. And I always tell people, you know, you've got to watch your plugins and make sure that they're. I mean, you, you don't really know. You can't like go vet the the programmers who wrote each plugin, but you got to make sure they work with each other first of all, and then you know, look for things like are how often do they update it, and you know. Stuff happens sometimes, and obscure things happen. But I, I, I personally feel that there is absolutely no excuse for SQL injection type issues nowadays. I mean, really, it's unless you're finding a bug in the core WordPress code. And um, I, from the the intention, from from what we've read here, it's it's not exactly that. You, you shouldn't have SQL injections. That's pretty much where you basically hit any user with the right formatted string and, and doing some things that you're not supposed to do, but still doing it anyway. Can can throw anything they want into the database that runs your website. Uh, not not cool, just not cool. <laughs> and in this case, it just failed to um, escape parameters and the shortcut. Right. It's checking your inputs and making sure that you know quotes are closed off. And if somebody types more quotes in to try to circumvent your stuff that you're checking for, it's that's like PHP web programming one hundred and one. This this there's no excuse for this. Okay, well, Sorry, I was just going to note, I think I know that in this case, Securi found their problem, and they're the ones who uh, who alerted the world to it. Mm-hmm. In another case, one that I think should, uh, you know, really, really tick off SEOs and tick off webmasters, the 404 to 301 plugin. <laughs> this is completely different. Well, um, oh, before, okay. before you move on to that, Jimmy, let me just throw this out there to you. You said you were right. Security, their blog, found the vulnerability and reported it to the Ninja Forums team. It should be noted that it wasn't more than five hours later that the Ninja Forums team fixed it. I mean, that's and that's kind of what I'm going toward. It was that quick of a fix. I, I'd be willing to bet it's a typo. That they, I mean, this is where you got to just be careful with your plugins. Five hours and they had it fixed and published and told the world about it. So, all right, now let's go to the 404 to 301. Sorry about that, but this one pisses me off. I actually have to laugh, though, Jim, because this one is wrong, but it's not, the, it's very, it's not that unusual that plugins are used this way, but they put it in the terms of service. Well, indeed. So, so they put it in there knowing nobody would actually read the terms of service. So you actually agreed to let them do this when you installed the plugin. Okay, let, let, let's tell them what they agreed to. The If you're using the 404 to 301 plugin, from an SEO perspective, stop right now. Yes. Delete it. Get it off your website. Get all its files off your website and do the damn things manually. Um, okay, so the 404 to 301 plugin, and as Christine noted, they put this in their terms of service, which you probably didn't read, will inject an invisible text, you know, white on white, make ends something aligned to the extent of make ends meet with payday loans. Or um, I apologize, or other third-party text links that you, the webmaster, certainly didn't agree to. And, uh, you know, when you download the uh, the plugin, it gives you a message reading something to the effect of, by clicking the button here below, you agree to the terms and conditions and give permissions to place text links on your website when search engine when search engine crawlers access it. In other words, you're giving 
the 404 to 301 redirect the right to use your site to do cloaking and use hidden text. <laughs> These but only are, for certain user agents now. It's not, it's not funny that it happened to people, but this has been going on a long time. Um, hackers turned affiliate marketers do this on plugins that are used frequently. Um, but the fact that they put in the terms of service is just a step above. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's very polite of them, don't you think? <laughs> exactly. Um, but still, this should this should really, really piss people off that this happened. I didn't know this happened. I mean, should. people do this and not get caught? Yeah, well, you know, open source WordPress plugins, that's why you have to make sure you get them from reliable sources and check how, like Tom said, how often they're updated and and not just download them off of, like, you know, a website you find. Well, here's what I don't understand. You know, payday loans especially, and that was the one that was, was specifically called out in, in this plugin when, when the warning came out about it. All of these plugin makers and even theme makers who put their links back to their site or links to other things that make them money for affiliate marketing, they know these things don't work anymore, right? I mean, links back to their sites that they're trying to promote – this many stuff when the when the link is not relevant and you know I've got a blog on you know horse racing and here here's my payday loan link that I'm going to promote this site sure maybe they'll make money off the click but really and truly how many people are clicking at the very footer of a document or the very head of a document probably hidden behind everything else because you can't see it you're not getting money on click throughs you know what are they trying to do promote their sites and, and get them to rank higher because there's all these links because that doesn't work either anymore uh, that's that's the sad part about the whole thing too well, in, in your specific example, Tom, I suppose that depends on how one did on the ponies that day, huh? <laughs> and also, it depends on how much control they have. I know one that had a gaming uh, plug-in that was used by 300,000 people, and he could use that to put any link on any site on any page that he wanted to. The plug-in was very well used, very well known, um, and he would find the sites that were relevant and add a link to his site on a deeply embedded page that no one would notice. And he would get a lot of links to his gaming sites. So, wow. yeah, so there, there, there's a long history of this. It's probably one of your biggest vulnerability areas on WordPress. Yeah, I'm really quick, Tom, I know you're going to jump off the call any second now, but really quickly, how can people check for this? Um, what I love to do is, um, I mean, well, look at your site. I mean, really, truly, do a before and after comparison of your site. Um, I love to look at um, using, like, the web developer toolbar. You can turn off all of the styles and colors and graphics and just basically throw out your CSS, and you can see everything in black and white text of what's linking out and what's there. Do a before and after comparison. See if there's anything unexpected on your page. Um, you know, you install the new theme. Look at the very bottom. See if there's links going out to it. I mean, the author's going to put his link out there as well, and you got to decide whether that's worth it for you or not, but see if there's anything else. Um, sometimes, too, if you just do a view source, you can look for a whole bunch of garbly gook, you know, base 64 encoded stuff. It looks like a bunch of numbers and letters kind of in a comment kind of block, but not. Um, and it looks like garbage in the view source. Look for that. That means there's something screwy going on that it's so bad they don't want to show you the JavaScript that's rendering it so you can't edit it. They just want to keep it hidden. So those are two big things that you can look for right off the bat. Also, okay. your analytics. Your analytics will often show um, odd URLs if you do like a reverse view on like, pages on your site. Um, you know, not just you know links, but if we're talking about like their their cloaking things. So um, there's a lot you can look for in analytics as well that are anomalies. And when you see the anomalies, check them out. Well, 
you know, webmasters, beware. <laughs> this is out there, and uh, it's not just, you know, in one case it was a vulnerability, in the other case, intentionally, they're making you vulnerable. You get what you pay for. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm, and I'm afraid that Tom has to leave us now. So Tom Craver from, uh, well, from TomCraver.com, thank you so much for spending time with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been way too long. Indeed. Indeed. Okay, friends, we're going to be back after these messages. Uh, Christine Jack and Joe will be with us. We're going to be joined by iPoll Ranks, Kevin Dury. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 18th of August, 2016, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with Ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs. Affiliate Buzz, Next Gen Now, CEO Coach, Cyber Law and Business Report have found a new home. SEO Rockstars, SEM Synergy, Webcology, SEO 101, PPC Rockstars, Strings with Maria Retan. All of your favorite webmasterradio.fm programs have found a new home. Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Go to the deepest and darkest. 
darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. It is the 18th of August, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Joined by Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. And we're joined by Kevin Dury from iPoll Rank. Kevin, welcome to Webcology. Hi, Jim. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. How are you doing, brother? I can't complain. A uh, quick note and disclosure. Kevin was actually in Toronto over the weekend to see that aforementioned band, the Tragically Hip. Um, so, Kevin and I spoke actually very, very recently. Um, but you know what we didn't speak about? Because we didn't know about it at the time, but we'd have a grand old time talking about it, no doubt. The bloody NSA got hacked. I mean, seriously. In a... Uh, in an ironic and somewhat dangerous role reversal, the National Security Agency, otherwise known as America's Cyber Spooks, were hacked, and uh, quite heavily. A group calling itself the Shadow Brokers are asking for a million Bitcoin, which is about 750 million U.S., in an auction to release what they call the best cyber weapons, and also to release a treasure trove of secret files. The hack appeared to happen to a division of the NSA known as the Equation Group, which, according to uh, Kapersky Security, has been active for over 20 years. In a report published by Kapersky in 2015, the Equation Group was described as, and I quote, a threat actor that surpasses anything known in terms of complexity and sophistication of techniques, one that has been active for almost two decades. Uh, For instance... The equation group was uh, thought to be behind the, the uh, infamous Suxnet attacks on Iran's centrifuges in 2007. Now, the items that were hacked included files that were that were known uh, had these amazing names: uh, Benigali, Bargley, Blast, uh, Blasting. Buzz direction, exploits, ops, scripts, tools, and whatever turbo might be. Um, Christine, you are our resident. You are our resident security uh, expert. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you're our resident security expert. You've uh, you're the you, 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 you're, you're at DefCon every year. Yeah. Uh, um. Honestly, good. What are we supposed to think about? What 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 happened? Well, it looks like the NSA has some vulnerabilities. I'm thinking. You, you, <laughs> um, you don't say. You could say <laughs> uh, they haven't confirmed whether they're legitimate or not. Although most security experts agree that have reviewed it agree that they believe it is. Um, Snowden has been talking a lot about it on Twitter. If um, anyone wants to catch his comments, um, they're pretty. Um, they're pretty direct uh, but basically it just seems like um, they got in before in 2013 and got kicked out and this time they managed to get by everything um, so what they actually okay. did to get by hasn't been revealed and probably won't be but um, that they okay. yeah so what did they get what is, what is out there, and um, how vulnerable is, is uh, America and the Western world? 
Well, given what they're charging for these files, uh, it seems like they, they think they have a lot. The ones that they've released that are free don't seem to be um, so damaging or not or things that weren't already probably suspected. Um, but I imagine if someone's going to pay $563 million for the main source files, um, they think they've got something pretty damaging. If it is true, if all this is really NSA tools, uh, that'll just that'll just set back American cybersecurity, I would imagine, years, because now they'd have to come up with all new tools that, you know, people can't reverse engineer and won't know about. So it's a, it's a pretty major deal if this turns out to be real and they are released. And WikiLeaks says they already have a bunch of them. Well, there's... Uh there's rumors out there that this hack actually took place in, or started taking place in 2013. Yeah, yeah. That would mean that America's been that America's uh, cyber defense has been open for a, what three years now. Well, maybe they they claim that they were kicked out in 2013. That the files they got were from 13, but they're not like they're not up to date for the free files. So they got some like back then, and those are the ones they're showing. But the ones that they have now are current, um, is what at least what I've been reading. Kevin, so, I, I, this, I know this is this is off SEO, but did, did you get any comment on this, bro? Uh, my question, and it's more like hypotheses, is if they got kicked out in 2013, and if if they were kicked out by the NSA, wouldn't it beg to think that if they knew enough to catch them and kick them out, that maybe they could figure out what they took and or change it? between now and then um i don't know i i I really sort of look at it more of i i might believe more of what they got if that was ultimately responsible if someone did something in the future and then then retroactively went back and said i got the tools from this information then i would lean that way but it sounds very, it's very much outside of my uh, playbook. Yeah, it's, a, so it's, a little bit outside, it's a little bit outside of all of our wheelhouses, uh, except, of course, Christine, who goes to the DEFCON conventions. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's, 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 it's an interesting story, and it, it harkens back to uh, the idea that, that each of us as webmasters are the first line in cybersecurity, not only for our own organizations, but for also for organizations that are connected to us, which, when you think about the workings of the web, means, you know, everyone. <laughs> um, yes. uh, Max, your first line of defense is uh, having a properly trained staff, because most of these hacks that happen through the weakest link, which is people. Well, indeed, yeah. The, the, some, somebody calls up and says, hi, I'm from, I'm from the third party hired by your IT department, and I need your, uh, I need your boss's passwords. Or whatever, right? And if you're, you're helpful, you want to do well for your company, so you give them the password, right? Wrong. Right. Yeah, or you just get a, you get, and I've even, even what, what I know, I have accidentally clicked on a few links in emails because the phishing email was so, like, legitimate looking. So um, it's just there's so many different ways to do it now um, to get on people's systems. There's even hacks you can do with printers to get complete control or using an update. So, um, yeah, having good cyber defense is essential today, whether you're the government or whether you're a business, whether you're a small business or a big one. 
as we've talked about earlier, your WordPress plugins could be, you know, causing cloaking redirects that could cause you to lose your entire website online. So, um, but the NSA, these NSA hacks, if they're, if they're real, which they seem to be, um, that's basically our cyber defense system being exposed to the world. And that is massive. There's no way to know how massive until they're released. But that's <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Well, if you've got a spare 570 million sitting around, or just 1 million Bitcoin, <laughs> by the way, aren't bit? I mean, like, seriously, can't it, Bitcoin is digital currency. Can't that be traced? Um, uh, yes and no. But I know. Yeah, I know. It just, it just blows my mind that, that this happens, <laughs> happens in a digital world. Moving right along. Oh, Kevin, did you have, did you have one more thing on that? My only thought my as the layperson here was going to be it's it, – with the human people being the reason that most things fail, it, I would say if if digital companies looked at it from a standpoint that the traditional, like around New York where I am, you see a lot of see something, say something, and I think too often in a, in the digital in the tech space, to Christine's point, um, people just are either afraid to say, <clears throat> excuse me, that this doesn't look right or. Basically, there's no there's no wrong signal. I think your boss would rather go chase a wild goose than have some sort of failure. Yeah, good point. Good point, Kevin. So, so really, it comes down to training and to actually, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, uh, for want of a better word, look foolish or stupid. Because if you do find the vulnerability, you don't look stupid. You're the hero. <laughs> True. Exactly. Okay, let's jump back into some SEO stuff. A little bit of SEO fun stuff. Um, Gary Eyes has been taking it on the chin lately for uh, <laughs> saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> some stuff that uh, may be uh, completely true to the algorithm and some stuff that may be what Gary thinks is completely true to the algorithm. And it's gotten to the point where even Googlers are joking about some of the stuff that gets said. For instance, Roberto um, Roberto Bayardo, a research scientist at Google, um, was joking on Google Plus that his own website, his personal website, no longer ranks in Google for his last name, Bayardo. Now, I've, I haven't done the search yet. I'm not really sure what the top ten for the search term Bayardo might be. <laughs> but it's not Roberto Bayardo who is a research scientist at Google. So he's joking around on Google Plus, and this got picked up by uh, Barry Schwartz, who has this incredible radar system that picks up everything. And uh, apparently, they're joking, saying uh, Bayardo was joking, saying I may have to cave and go HTTPS to get some ranking boost. <laughs> And then you got the dig into Gary, or maybe I could make my site suck a little bit less. That might be better. Um, well, I mean, seriously, how, how bad does it get when your own when your own team is making fun of the stuff you say? No, <laughs> um, don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> Indeed, I, this is the limb I go out on every Thursday, Christine. Trust me, it's fun out here. <laughs> Well, no, on a serious note, since Matt Cutts left, I know some people hate Matt, but I feel like that's sort of like the police. Like, 
If what? you only get pulled over for speeding, you really don't hate the police. But if you get pulled over for other things, maybe you do. But, you know, the Matt was a good communicator, especially what he didn't say. And he, and although he had to tow the company line, I feel like at least I got a good amount of real information out of him. Out of Gary, uh, it's questionable. And out of John, I have to always, when clients come to me and say, John Mueller said this, I'm like, yeah, but that's not from an SEO point of view. It's from an engineer point of view, and they're totally different things. So that may be accurate as how a spider would work, but not accurate in terms of how the spider works with the algorithms. And I think there's been a lot, so much disinformation, poor information, misleading information, that joking about it is probably inevitable, but it's also a very serious issue where Google's kind of failed to communicate anymore well with the SEO community and, in fact, has bypassed this a lot now. You go to national press to release stories. What do you what do you think, Kevin? Has uh, has there been a sort of, for want of a better word, degradation in levels of communication and understanding Google because of that communication? Well, it's humorous. I wish I, I'm also hesitant, um, Jim, to answer. If you had, if we'd had this conversation before I started at Apple Rank, I might have had a different perspective. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I just mean that that I think. To Christine's point about Matt being a good communicator, it feels like Matt never had his self-promotion. He never said things just to say things or to hear what he said reverberated around the community. And I'm not saying that, that Gary or John does that, but it seems like some of the times Google is throwing out a lot of information and sort of seeing who will bite on it and go. And I think... It, it makes me feel bad for the industry seeing the number of posts that are either written or stem directly from something that maybe John said in a hangout that, to Christine's point, was taken from an engineer perspective. And it seems like it just turns into the telephone game. Um, well. Most people don't even know what that is. <laughs> the the string game uh, of uh, passing on a, a sentence around the, the room and seeing how many different times it changes. I think that it's a little disheartening because Matt might not have told you the answer, but you felt like you got a legitimate answer from him. If you asked him a question or if there was an issue, it, it was nice to have one mouth one speaker i think it it stems from from like politics they don't have there aren't six president secretaries that speak to the press there's one because the one message message that goes out is more important but i think it also has to do with the fact that google doesn't necessarily want to play nice with seos anymore and maybe has no interest in having the relationship the way it was you know what's even worse than the telephone game <laughs> when you have to take a break to the flow of information but that's exactly what we have to do right now here on web politics we've got to take a break at the uh coming to uh the, the middle or the quarter of the hour so on behalf of christine and kevin this is uh jim hedger as well as media for this to webology on cranberry.fm it's of August 2016, and we're back after these messages.
Oncology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle Trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cranberry Radio. Online anytime at cranberry.fm. The hour with Kevin Dury from iPole Rank and Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Uh, both of you, thank you so much for joining us. Can I say something? Yeah! You said my name right every time today. I know, I've been practicing. You have been. <laughs> my, mine too, actually. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost dropped the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because my. Last name only has five letters in it, but we'll, we'll leave that for another night. Well, you'll, be, you'll be pleased to know I spelled it right as well. I dropped the E before the L. Yes, thank you. Okay, where do you, I, where do you guys want to go now? Um, there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about. I, I kind of want to talk about uh, rel canonical not being supported on images. Um, I'm interested in uh, you know AdWords and the reporting failures. Um, not provided count is like sitting somewhere around ninety six percent. Where do you, where do you all want to go? Uh, and about, did you mention AdWords removing keyword data? Uh, I haven't, but I should. Yeah, if you don't spend <laughs> enough, they don't tell you nothing. What's up with that? Well, even when they do now, they have these huge buckets, like one hundred thousand to one million. What does, what does that tell you? Absolutely nothing. It's great if it's your bank account. <laughs> yeah, I think they want to push everyone to their quota managed stuff. That is, is 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 Google? This is a serious question. I mean, this is this is going to sound like a left field question, but I'm serious. Is Google trying to foster the automation of PPC? Oh yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be hard pressed to believe differently. That's that's. I mean, like seriously, that that. that you got both of you agreeing with that statement leaves this big chasm. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, Google it, it fosters to a bigger issue that's happened with a lot of tech companies. Once you go to the street, once you go IPO, once you go public, 
it all becomes bottom line, bottom line, bottom line, bottom line, right? Not necessarily what's best, so you get immediate, you know, payoff, but you don't necessarily invest in the long-term prospects. They have to keep making more money, keep making more money, keep making more money. And if they get to manage everybody's AdWords, you just tip those scales one cent on every ad out of the billions served, right? It's a lot of money. That's, again, I mean, think of the, the size of the pay-per-click industry. Yeah. Um, which well, not, I do. Jim, I'm sorry to cut you off, but not only that, but, but when you automate something, then the, the paying attention from the higher-ups and from those in charge usually is significantly less than when you have someone who's running your campaign in a, in, from a human standpoint. Well, indeed. So there, there will be a bespoke campaign, so to speak, you know, where, where you have a campaign that completely fits you like a really well-designed suit. And then it's going to be a lot more set and forget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but which like, is bringing a lot more money. <laughs> now, I can see PPC. I can actually see that being automated much, much faster than I could see SEO being automated. But for the longest time, for, for the last, what, 15 years, pay-per-click is where the money is in the industry. That would be a seismic shift. Christine? Seismic shift in... in well, I mean, the- a seismic shift in the industry itself. I don't think it would make a huge difference in ad spend. And in fact, it... <laughs> May even focus more on the PPC world uh, as 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 businesses get more bang for their buck, but uh, it would be a seismic in the in the digital marketing world. That would be you know that would make the Moz layoffs and uh, the failure of Blue Glass look tame by comparison. <laughs> well, I think you know Google faces a lot of competition with uh, Facebook advertising. Now I can I- get. A- I can get a client into Facebook advertising as much as I hate the invasion of privacy of Facebook. It is great for marketing. Um, and I can run them a $80 ad that brings them, I know, thousands of users, right? It's targeted properly. Um, Google doesn't have the ability to target at that level. So if they start automating campaigns, make it easier for people who don't understand this stuff to just come on board, over time the, the idea would be that you'll make more money. Of course, large campaigns aren't going to be satisfied with that. And cutting off the keyword data, though, may seem like, in, in just my opinion, a way to force people into that mode. It's going to cause a lot of resentment and anger, and people might start looking for other methods because they can't target. And even though at the lower levels people might set and forget, big corporations that are watching their dollars and their ad spends and all that, they're not going to be okay with just, a, oh, let Google run it. That's again. It's a very heavy thing. Um, we're, we're we're closing in on the end of the hour. One more subject I want to bring up. Um, earlier this month, uh, Google went to an extra layer of security, HSTS, which is a step beyond HTTPS. What that means is, if uh, Google can't find a, sec- a security uh, a security layer on your HTTP website, it fashions one midstream. HSTS. Functionally for SEOs, that means it's almost impossible to see non-HTTPS traffic to Google, which means that the not provided set of keywords has grown exponentially. 
So Google is providing, well, uh, according to Rusty Brick, uh, to uh, I'm sorry, to the Search Engine Roundtable, Barry Schwartz, he's seeing up to like you know 92, 93, I'm sorry, 96 to 98 percent not provided. You know, mine have always been really, really high, though, so I, haven't, I don't even look at those anymore. On all my sites, it's like over 80% are not provided. Well, the yeah, reason I, I have one that jumped up to 98%, and I was like, well, I don't really need Google Analytics right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we are at the end of our hour. Kevin Dury from sites uh, from uh, I Poll Rank. <laughs> <laughs> and Christine from Sites Without Walls. I did not screw this up. You did good. <laughs> Thank you both for spending time with us on uh, on Webcology today on Cranberry.fm. And friends, um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the uh, 18th of August. Summer is honest to goodness almost over. Get outside and enjoy it. But if you're not going to do that, stick around Cranberry.fm. We got some great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 